welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts with our book best friend. Mine is Ariel. <laughs> uh, I mean, Raylene. Oh, I made things confusing. For <laughs> Ooh, who's who? People get confused by our voices sometimes, so that is probably not very helpful. <laughs> the point is that I'm Ariel, and my co-host is Raylene, <laughs> yes. and we're going to have a hell of a time talking to about some books Definitely. today. I'm very excited because I have some kind of fun book adventures. Um, adventures in books. And actually, you do too. Yeah. Because you went to that book sale. Yeah. So we're going to have a groovy time here today, but I think that first and foremost, we absolutely need to just talk about the fact, big, mm. big deal, you are recording from your new house. Ah, it's true. Yeah. How did the move go? Oh, How are you feeling? Okay. How is the cat? Okay. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll take you back. Just okay. <laughs> just before I get started, everything's good. The move went okay. It went fine. Okay. Now let me take you back to the whole story. So... <sighs> Yes, we moved on Wednesday, which was almost a week ago now, Um, and it was kind of frantic, you know, like Tuesday night, getting everything packed up, getting all the last little bits and bobs packed, and it was like, okay, cool. Totally. And then the next day, um, I had my mom, my brother, two friends, and then myself and Kyle were going to be doing all the moving. But then at the last minute... Well, actually, here's the other other plot twist. On Tuesday night, it snowed. Um, oh, so yes. we woke up the next day and we're like, okay, like we knew it was going to snow, but it was like, okay, there's, you know, so many centimeters of snow on the ground. This is going to impact our move, but we're just going to have to deal with it. But the nice thing is that one of my friends is a teacher and got a snow day. So I got an additional friend to help me. Oh, interesting. So we had so a big snow team. snow helped and Yeah, hindered. the snow <laughs> ended up helping. But yeah, so first thing in the morning, we're like, okay, 10 o'clock, we've got to go pick up our U-Haul. So we go to this gas station where we're supposed to pick up our U-Haul. And there's mm. nobody inside the gas station. The doors are locked. Oh, the lights are yep. off. Like, nobody's yes. there. And we're like, yep. hmm, maybe there's, like, a little U-Haul shop on the backside. Probably not, right. but let's go check. So we wander <laughs> around, see all the U-Hauls, no people, no entrances. So we're like, hmm, what do we do? <laughs> and luckily, there was this little suite um, that was kind of, like, right next to the gas station, like, almost attached. Mm. So we are like, maybe yeah. there's somebody in here who knows what's going on. So we just knocked on their door and we're like, hello, nice people. Can you give us a hand? And they were like, what? They're not open? They should be open by 7 a.m. So long story short, the guy was stuck in snow or something. We got our U-Haul. We got the okay. biggest U-Haul you could possibly get. It was, like, a 26-foot nice. truck. Yes. Like, du- almost double the size of the ones we've used in the past. But because we were moving to a new city we didn't want to be driving back and forth doing multiple loads so we were like let's just get the biggest truck we can and um we didn't think we were going to fill it up but boy did we ever fill it up to the brim like it's crazy how much stuff that we have and have accumulated um because last time we moved we didn't have like our computer desks we didn't have these chairs that we have we didn't have you know this and that piece of furniture and so we just have so much more stuff than we realized until you start trying to load it into a, a van and all, all in all, that ended up working out. We drove to the new place and then start unloading stuff into the house. And one of my friends was like, it kind of smells like gas in here. And I was like, oh God, what do you mean? No. I go inside. I'm like, yeah, this definitely doesn't smell right. And oh, so no. we were like, all right, call Fortis BC. They're like the natural gas company here. And we're like, let's get this sorted out before oh, it, no. before we take things too far. And the Fortis BC guy was like, everybody evacuate, stay out of the place, open all the windows, no. but get out. And we're like, dude, we're trying to move in right now. Like, we've got limited time because also there's people at our like little um, townhome complex that are trying to get rid of the snow. And our big truck wow. is parked like right in the zone that they wanted. To. So they're like, can you move your truck? And we're like, no, we're trying to move things out. <laughs> and so it was just kind of hectic and chaotic. Long oh, story no. short, again, there's no gas problem. It was just it's an old house and you know there's some some smells. you know some smells that just needed to yep. kind of clear out of like the water lines or whatever mm. it was just something weird so everything okay. is totally fine there's no problems we're not in danger but there was yeah some hectic moments where we we're like are we even going to get to move in today one of my friends was sort of freaking me out a little she's like we might have to load everything back into the truck if you're not allowed to sleep here tonight and i was like no don't tell me oh, that oh my um, god but it all it all worked out okay so yeah. that sounds Actually, I mean, you say it all worked out, which I, I guess obviously it did, but that sounds like 
like kind of the worst move ever. Yeah, it was like kind of a stressful day. And then um, my friends were like, oh, we're getting hungry. And I was like, go order pizza. Like, leave me. A- I don't I don't want to hear about it. Like I was I was getting really yeah. like, ah, it was not a fun day for me. But we, we got a good system of moving. So like two of my friends were inside and then the rest of us were kind of like loading things from the truck to the front door. So right. we managed to do that in kind of a, a nice way. It was really great having such a big team. Usually I have like there's me, Kyle, and maybe one other person. But yeah. we got really lucky, especially for moving on a Wednesday. Like, my friends took the day off work to come help oh, me. And so it was just, nice. it was so lovely. Like, I, I feel so grateful to have such good friends. Yeah. So that was really great. And then, yeah, I mean, since then, we've been unpacking. I've unpacked all my books. Like, all the kitchen stuff is unpacked. It's just a matter of organizing at this point. So everything is out of boxes. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I'm just next is is organizing, which I think I'll probably do next weekend. I'm taking a little break. I want to yeah, sit down and read. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? I don't know. But just basically breathe. Just mm-hmm. uh, exhale. Yeah. So how are you feeling about being in the new house? How is it recording in it? I don't know if that changes anything about the vibe. <laughs> Um, and how is Simon? <laughs> yes, right. There were lots of questions. So being in the house is good. It's funny. After being here for like one day, it already felt like home, even though we haven't oh. like, you know, we haven't made it our home yet, but it just yes. feels like, I don't know. I feel like maybe I've like dreamt about living in a place like this before. Like it's not like exquisite oh. or anything like that, but it just like has a very familiar, cozy kind of vibe that I think I've just yeah. seen a lot in other houses. So it feels right. very comfortable. Um, And it kind of reminds me of the first basement suite that Kyle and I lived in. So it just like has Mm. a lot of nice, nice feelings. Um, So I'm really, really liking that. Yeah. Um, So that's really good. It's still, there's snow here. So like there's snow in our backyard. So it's kind of fun. I'm like, I don't have to worry about, you know, making the backyard cute until after the winter. So it feels kind of nice that that's just blanketed in snow. Um, (laughs) So that's really cool. And then Simon. Yeah, Simon is doing really well, actually. He is already a very anxious cat and of course moving for cats is always a very stressful time so he was very very stressed out for like the week leading up to the move and then on moving day we kind of just like tucked him away in a bedroom once we had emptied it out and we're like you just stay here and he stayed there like for eight hours just hiding in a closet because he was so scared um but then we went we know you know at the end of the day we picked him up and brought him home and he was riding in the car with me because kyle and i each had to like bring both of our cars to the new Mm. place and so simon was sitting in the front seat like passenger foot area and as we started (laughs) driving on the freeway he was like, oh, I hate this a lot. Like, he started just, like, screaming because he was like, whoa. Like, obviously, it's loud and, like, rumbly being on the floor. And so he tried to crawl into my lap. Like, he he was, like bringing himself up off the floor like clawing his way onto my lap across the like gear shifter area and I was like Simon no so the whole time it was like a half hour drive I was just holding his face and like petting him with one hand driving with the other hand um so (laughs) normally when we move him we have two people in the car and one person is like the Simon comforter and the other person is the driver but it didn't end up working out that way this time because we had stuff that we needed to still bring both of our cars so anyway it was a little bit of a situation but it was fine and then once we got him here he hid underneath of a blanket for a couple of hours and then he eventually came out and now he's totally fine he's his normal self just running around meowing looking out of windows you know he's very happy about that because we've got more windows than we did at the apartment so that's so wonderful for him Mm -hmm. yeah that's so wonderful because obviously in the last place it kind it kind of seemed like he was always anxious yeah. and I wonder if it was just because he could always hear people in the other apartments I think that's and right of in front too. of your house yeah because he likes knowing yeah. what's going on around him and like he doesn't like it when doors are closed to rooms so he might have been able right. to like sense that like there's something else happening on the other side of that door like let me go through it but it's like yeah. no that's just the hallway to the apartment um, right yeah so this place is great because it is it's not completely detached like we're attached to one other house but it's just on one wall so it's like a lot quieter it's very peaceful here and we've got like more sides that are open to windows as you know with the Mm -hmm. apartment there was only one side that was open to the outdoors so it just feels like nice oh that's such a success story Mm -hmm. okay well uh, my final question because I know I'm the people are uh, you know they're counting on me to ask the right (laughs) things 
How's the bookshelf situation? Yes. The bookshelf situation is awesome. I found (laughs) a spot. There's a wall where my bookshelves can all go in a row. Like, I have three bookcases. And for the past, like, five years or so, they've all been separated or kind of like two shelves in one spot, one shelf in another spot just because of space. But now they're all together in a row along one wall. And I think that they just look glorious. Um, Yeah, they look epic. I haven't organized them at all yet. And I'm kind of waiting for the right moment to do that. Because for now, I kind of like it when it's chaotic right after a move. I don't know why, but it's kind of fun where it's like, I don't know where my books are. So I'll just kind of hunt around. Um, But I'm excited. I want to put some fairy lights along my shelves which I've oh. never been able to do because I've never had them all in a row like that and right. and just because a string of lights is so long it feels like a waste to just put it on one bookcase you know what I mean um <laughs> so I'm gonna do that actually after we're done recording I'm really excited to oh, just like cute. do that make the area cute I have my reading chair like over by my bookshelves which is super yes. cool um and I'm so excited to just sit there and read like I think it's sort of like I'll a be able sitting room yeah which yeah. is so lovely. Yeah. So I, if, do you think that you, even though everybody knows, you know, you only just moved in not even a week ago. Yeah. Um, so it isn't super settled and everything, but could we have a photo on the Instagram of the new shelves area? Yeah, I could send my chaotic shelves as they are. Okay. Just That's everyone be warned. They look a little crazy right now, but I yeah. know the people will like it though. Definitely. Yeah, I well, can definitely do that. that is amazing and i'm just relieved i'm just relieved even though the move i guess in many ways had nothing to do with me (laughs) (laughs) it's true um i just also felt a little caught up in it i guess i was just sort of like thinking about it in the back of my head i'm just like god i hope it works out and when you were like it's gonna snow i'm like god i really god (laughs) (laughs) yeah there was a a lot of moving parts there and i'm just so glad that it's over (laughs) yeah me too and and now you own a house yeah what that's really crazy. the hell? I know. That is crazy. <laughs> it is um, pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess to give you a little break from talking, I will transition into telling a bit of my book stories mm. and then we can go back to you and you can tell us all about that book sale you went to. Heck and yeah. Et cetera. So, okay. <clears throat> I would like to begin with a small book haul. I, the other day, was in Halifax and i just was like you know what the last few months have been so hectic and busy that i feel like i haven't just like gone to a bookshop and bought a few books in a long time Mm -hmm. and that's not even really true in in the grand (laughs) scheme of life but i just was feeling a real real deep urge Mm -hmm. to go to a bookshop and i specifically wanted this book i was like i knew what i wanted i went in with a mission and I bought Novelist <gasps> as a Vocation by Haruki Murakami. Wow. Here's the thing. The cover for this is not great. Um, yeah. and I But I don't like the UK cover, like, much more. I know. I'm, I feel the same way. I'm still waffling over which one I want. And I think it's because neither is very good. Yeah. So it's like a lesser of two evil situation. <laughs> it's true. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get it because I'm really craving it. I really want it. I want to add it to the collection. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very excited to have this one yeah. and hopefully read it soon because I feel like that would be a really good book for like a December book. I don't yeah. know why. Just maybe something kind of quick and breezy. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so that's what I went in for. But then two little things caught my eye. And I was like, oh, I've got to grab those. So the first one I showed you yesterday, but the first one is A Visit by Shirley Jackson. Nice. So this is a tiny little book. It's like six inches tall. Um, Maybe not even. Let's see. Let's whip out this ruler here. I love that you just have a ruler handy, ready to go. (laughs) I have multiple rulers right now. This is, uh, it's uh, about 15 centimeters, which is the more important measurement. But now let's look at this with inches. I got my, yeah, we're looking at six inches on the dot. So I'm pretty excited about my estimation on that that one. That was tight. Um, It's very little. It's like, let's see, it's 75 pages long. And the, on the, on the cover, it says a ghost story for Christmas. (gasps) It's on the back. It says, revive a spooky old Christmas tradition. Reading a ghost story on Christmas Eve was once as much a part of traditional Christmas celebrations as turkey, eggnog, and Santa Claus. So I guess it's, um, 
yeah, just trying to revive this little thing. I wonder if they're publishing other ones like this, like other little yeah, ghost stories. There's got to be, be very curious. Yeah. There's a couple of other fun facts about this one. First of all, it's published by Biblioasis, mm. which is a Canadian press. Um, really like them. Secondly, it's designed and illustrated by Seth. Seth is a Canadian artist. Mm who lives in Guelph, oh. which is where I did my undergrad. Yeah. Um, and he's done some stuff with Lemony Snicket as well and other things. Actually, I'm going to mention him again later in this episode. What? That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, you'll see. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> um, so this is just, isn't this the cutest thing you've ever seen? Yeah. It's really a lovely idea. And I, I pointed it out to my boyfriend. I was like, oh, look at that. And he was like, oh, I'll buy that for you. So Connor actually Oh, that's so nice. And then the third thing I got, I just, I was like, oh, hell, I'll look at the graphic novel section. Hi, Simon. Hi, Simon. And what do you know? I saw this, which I've never seen before. Have you seen this? <gasps> I actually just saw that on Goodreads recently and was like, I want that. But I had never heard of it. Right? I don't know anything about it other than that. That's yeah, funny. me neither. So this is Thieves by Lucy Bryan. And I saw the spine of it, actually. And I was like, ooh, that's very cute and pretty and then mm -hmm. when i pulled out the book i was like <gasps> and flipping through it i mean graphic novels are obviously very hard to explain on a audio podcast um so i will have photos of it for the instagram but it, absolutely beautiful color scheme love the art style but what really excited me was the fact I mean, I like the idea of it. The The little synopsis says, um, what happened last night? <laughs> Ella wakes on the morning after a house party at a mysterious mansion surrounded by a horde of objects that are definitely not hers. Uh -oh. With no idea how they got there, she definitely doesn't need anyone to see her like this, which is precisely when her adorable crush, Madeline, decides <laughs> to ring the doorbell. So it's, I don't know. Okay, it says their final high school exam. So it's kind of like, I think, uh, you know, it's YA, but maybe verging out of YA yeah, a little yeah. bit. Um, love it. That's love so it. cool. I'm very, ex you know, I love a graphic novel. Oh, yeah, this baby. seems, God, it's so pretty. Look how pretty oh, it is. Yeah. I want that. <laughs> I want that real bad. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. So I'm very excited about that. Um, okay. So now let me tell you about my next reading adventure. That was my first reading oh, adventure, going to the bookshop and getting those books. The second reading adventure was a hilarious one. Okay. So in my mind, my boyfriend Connor is a little bit like a robot. Have we talked about this before? Uh, we have. I don't know if you've mentioned it on the podcast, but I've, we've definitely had a conversation about this. He's just a, has a very computational mind. You mm -hmm. know, if I need a calculation done, I just go, Connor, What's 80 times 43? <laughs> or whatever. Um, and so I've been thinking a lot about our end of the year episodes. Yes. Because of a few things. One, Raylene and I just had a big planning session about them to mm -hmm. make sure that we're getting these episodes ready and making them good. But secondly, obviously, um, when we record our wrap-up, it indicates yeah. that our reading year is basically done. Yeah. And so we're going to be talking about which goals did we accomplish? Mm -hmm. How well did we do? So I was in my office and Connor was hanging out here and it was the evening. And I, this was, it was last night actually, wasn't it? And yeah, it was. And so I was talking to him and I was like, listen, I need your help of figuring out. He's very good at like probabilities and stuff. So I was like, I need you to help me figure out the probability of me finishing any of my goals oh. <laughs> before the end of the year. Okay. And which one is, am I most likely to succeed at if I actually really try? Mm -hmm. And how many of them could I tr still accomplish yeah. this year? So okay. I can't, I don't, I don't want to reveal too much because obviously this will all come out in the last uh -huh. episode of the year or whatever. But one goal that people may or may not, this is kind of fun because it's like a teaser trailer of what's mm -hmm. to come. But one of my goals this year was to catalog my entire yeah. library. So the reason that I wanted to do this was because I've never done it before. Mm -hmm. I've never had like an itemized list of all of my books. And I really love the idea of being able to see some really rough data about my whole collection. Yeah. Like, for example, 
how many books do I own? I don't even know that, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what do I know? Um, And then, like, even zooming in on just the number side of things, like, how many graphic novels do I own? How many classics do I own? And the other big question is, what percentage of what I've owned have I read? Yeah, that's one of my favorite pieces of data that I have. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And um, I, I've ta- I think I talked about this when I set this goal, but like I was largely inspired by your giant spreadsheet yeah. because I was just like, oh, this is so epic. Um, so I really wanted to do it for those reasons and more, but I kept putting it off because basically for like over a year, I've had this goal of extending my bookshelves. Yeah. Like I'm going to be building more bookshelves onto my bookshelves to make them bigger because I've run out of shelf mm. space. Yeah. And I was like, well, once I do that, then I can move the books over and kind of catal- use that as an opportunity to catalog them. Mm-hmm. What I we realized yesterday in our discussions was that that is not necessary for cataloging. I books. know. I've been thinking that to myself this entire time. Like every time <laughs> we've talked about it, I'm like, why? Why do you why do you have to move them in order to put them in your computer? <laughs> Isn't that so interesting? Like yeah. I feel like this happens to everyone where you they have, have like a something. mental block yeah. <laughs> for something you're like, well I can't do that until I've done this. And like you originally had a good reason for it. But it's gone now. Yeah. But that doesn't that reason doesn't really make sense anymore. So Connor was like, I think that you could do that blah blah blah. If you... And so basically um <laughs> very kindly Connor um like said that he would help me he volunteered his tribute he said to have help if you read me the title and the author and tell me the data about it i will type it all in while you go through the bookshelf so we'll like we'll be a a two-person man a two-man team here we can figure this out together and we could go through it way faster Mm -hmm. plus connor is was a library technician and for some reason that makes me feel like he's extra fast and oh yeah he is he's very good at spreadsheets so um last night we spent like i want to say like two hours Mm -hmm. going through my bookshelves and we did the bottom two shelves (laughs) um maybe it was less maybe it was like an hour and a half but it was it takes longer than you think yeah it depends how much data you're doing too because when i first cataloged my books i literally was just putting like title and author like my mom helped me Mm. she would just read off the titles to me and i would just plunk them in but over the years i've added more data that was easy enough to just kind of bang out in a little bit of time but yeah i bet yours is probably more detailed than mine so here's what i'm currently collecting i'm currently collecting the title and the author Mm -hmm. if i've read it or not read it yeah how many pages it has if it's translated or not Mm the country that the author is from and this is really good because basically while i'm putting the book back and picking up the next book connor is looking up the author on google and finding where they're so we're we have a beautifully oiled machine over here um so those are the categories that we're collecting right off the bat i am considering ditching the page count yeah that to me is not necessary but while so basically the the reason I was interested in collecting this data was because I wanted to see, do I mainly have short books oh, or yeah. long books or whatever? But here's the thing. I don't know if I care about that data that data enough mm. to justify continue doing it because it's the thing that adds the most time to yeah. each record. Yeah. Because I have to like literally stand through and flip to the <laughs> end and I have to keep making these judgment calls. I'm like, do I include the appendices? Yeah. Do I include <laughs> the after? I'm like, and so I'm like... I don't know if that even really matters to me that much. Uh, So I might ditch that. But so far, (laughs) so like my bookshelves have one, two, three, four, five. They have six shelves. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of other books in my house that would constitute at least a seventh shelf. Yeah. So this is very interesting. So we've, we've done two shelves. Okay. Okay. So, so far that is... 260 books Mm -hmm. so the big question is will we pass a thousand i think (laughs) it's possible you definitely own more books than me and i have like i think i have under 700 now because i got rid of some before i moved but Mm. yeah it's like around 700 and yours is probably more than that another really interesting thing as well is that while i go through them i have found a couple i want to donate yeah cool that's often how it goes moment yeah But here is the only two pieces of data I'll share so far. And again, let me remind you that we're only like a 
like 20% <laughs> through the books, right? Yeah. So like these these figures might really change. Um, so the shelves <laughs> that we've done, we did the short my short story collections, ah. which I really haven't read a lot of those. Yeah. My classics mm -hmm. and then all of my nonfiction. Okay. So we haven't done fiction. We haven't done graphic novels, Ooh, of which I've read yeah. most of them. You know what I mean? So different categories I've read more and less of. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how this changes. But so far, <laughs> this is really fun. So far, I have 68% of the books are unread. Yeah, that's about the same as my whole collection, honestly. Oh, I really am excited to compare these at yeah. the end of the year, just yeah. out of curiosity. That'll be fun. 26% are read. And then 6% I started and have given up on. Oh, yet you still have them. <laughs> yes, because they're clearly books that I'm like, oh, I'll get back to that. Yeah. Even though with a lot of them, I'm like, I started that nine years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck. But we're, I'm marking that as halfway. Like I made it halfway or oh, partway like before putting it down. And then the other thing, this is interesting, is the countries mm -hmm. that the books are from. Again, this is like a little bit subjective because there's a lot of calls you got to make. Like there's some authors, we look them up and they're like born in, there was this one author was born in the Dominican Republic, uh -huh. but like left when she was three and yeah. raised the rest of her life in the States. Yeah. And I'm like, I've had to do uh, that. judgment what calls. What do I pick? I know. I'm like, that's tough. <laughs> that's tough. That's, that's um, America so right there. <laughs> so far we have 37% of my books are American. Mm. Um, 25% of them are British. Yeah. 9% of them are French, 6% of them are Canadian, 5% of them are Russian, 4% of them are Scottish, Whoa. and then it goes like really down from there. But here's yeah. some things to think about. For example, we've done my classics section. I was just section. thinking that. <laughs> the classics are canonically British, French, Scottish, Russian, Yeah. right? So much mm -hmm. of the canon is. So I'm like, those numbers are about to go way down. Yeah, it's gonna to be like, like general 0. literary fiction. Yeah. And then another thing to consider is um, only like one or two of the classics that I have are Japanese. But we haven't gotten to yeah. my Asian translated section yeah, yet. So that's going to boost. So it's just so much fun, really. I I'm know, having isn't a great it fun? Like, I, I, I wanted you to do this, to have the spreadsheet, but also because it's fun. <laughs> it is. It's really fun. And it's also fun with Connor to do it because well, I'm just like making jokes and we're, we're laughing about the whole catalog. Mm -hmm. So um that is, project is deeply underway we're, we've already scheduled and we're gonna do another two shelves today good yeah i'm sure keep you'll finish in going. no time if you just keep on keep on going you'll be done in no time yeah it's really really fun and exciting so we'll keep on going there and then so that was my second book adventure my third and final book <laughs> adventure is <laughs> so many that i have read but not yet actually finished uh read more of three mm. streets by yoko tawada I'm very near the end of the second story in this very tiny three-story collection. Yeah. I honestly, this is so funny. This is so funny because if you recall with the first short story, I was like, I really like it, but I'm sort of like, are, do I even like short stories? Yeah. <laughs> Questioning the everything. The second short story, I'm reading it and I'm literally thinking to myself, this might be the best short story I've ever read. <laughs> I believe short stories might be the way of the future. Yeah. That's <laughs> hilarious. Within the same book. I love that. Because that's the thing. Some short stories feel really pointless, but then some are just like, that was incredible. That was the only yeah. way to tell that story, you know? Yeah. It is really making me very excited for, um, like, one of her novels because mm -hmm. I do miss the kind of, like, the follow through. Yeah. Right? Um, and I, she's written Scattered All Over the Earth. Oh, Which yes. I own. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I want that one. It's very beautiful. And then um, also The Last Children of Tokyo, which I also own. Oh, well. So no, Yoko's sitting on my desk. <laughs> I mean, on my shelves. And it's kind of interesting as well just to sort of think about how like... Um, okay, I'm like very confused looking at her bibliography. Yeah. Um, because The Emissary is the same book <gasps> it's published under different names in oh, different right. countries i didn't know that uh okay so the last children of tokyo is published i think 
maybe in North America as the emissary. Yeah, I've definitely seen it under the title The Emissary. Uh, so you Oh, I'm jealous. I really want that book too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what I was going to say is it's really cool to sort of like I've had two novels of hers on my shelf for a while kind of like exciting to read them mm -hmm. but it was reading some of her short stories that was the introduction and that's like really made me want to yeah. read her book so it's awesome very awesome um, okay that was a lot that was, <laughs> lots of adventures those were my book adventures well um, how about you Raylene yeah I mean before I get into the book sale I actually have maybe a, a, a shocking surprise I read an entire book yesterday um, because Baby. I started listening to it on audiobook while working on a craft project for my Christmas gifts that I'm giving to my friends. And Cute. so I ended up just, I ended up just listening to the entire book. And, um, that book is White Oleander by Janet Fitch. Oh, you Completely know what? Completely random. That is so random, <laughs> but I'm so, I'm so intrigued because <laughs> that is one of those books. Yep. That you always see at thrift it's stores everywhere yep it's everywhere i feel like they accidentally published two hundred thousand extra copies well it was part of <laughs> oprah's book club so back in the day this was like oh. this was the big hot thing this was like where the crawdads sing for 1999 okay. you know what i mean like this was the oh, was it 99 yeah yeah it came out in 99 i discovered oh, that because in my reading spreadsheet i always write down what decade the book is from because that's part of my reading data. That's a little a little sneak peek mm. to later on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have been meaning to read this book for years. And I was actually gifted a copy of it, I think in like 2011 or 2012. This copy I've had for over 10 years now. My friend read it and loved it and then gifted me a copy. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll read that sometime. And then I started reading it many years ago and I wasn't really enjoying it. So I put it down. Okay. But I was like, I know I'm going to read this one day and I'm going to like it. And I read it yesterday and I did like it. Um, so this book is about a girl and her mom. And at the beginning of the story, the the girl, her name is Astrid. She's like 11 or so at the beginning of the story. And mm. her mom is like this beautiful, enchanting woman who kind of just like, you know, attracts everyone. Everybody loves her. And so there's this, this guy that she like gets into a relationship with and it ends up not working out and she kills him. So at the beginning of the okay. story, this happens and she goes to jail. And so then Astrid is this young girl and she ends up just kind of going from foster home to foster home. It all takes place in LA. So it's got like this cool kind of background vibe to it because it's all, it's just like, you know, California in the 90s. But it's also very tragic. And like the things that Astrid goes through at these different homes mm. is like, you know, it's just, a, it's a bit harrowing. But in the back of her mind, she also like, loves her mom and misses her mom, but her mom is also kind of a toxic person. And so there's just like a lot of layers going on in the story. And so you follow Astrid as she gets older, I think until the point she's about 18 or 19. And you get to see her like communicate with her mom sometimes, but it's mostly just about what she's doing um, outside on her own. And yeah, it was really, really beautiful, really beautifully written, kind of oh, poetic. Really? Like it's the, yeah, it's, it's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Um, but yeah, I was I was actually like re-inspired to read this book. Um, I think it was this past year our friend Max read it and loved it. And oh, so okay. Yeah, I so I was that. like, you know what? Maybe I will love this book. But we also sometimes have different tastes, so I wasn't sure. But it was really, really good. I think you might actually like it. Hmm. We what have different tastes too, but yeah, odds? it's yeah, because like it's <laughs> it's written very beautifully. So I feel like you would enjoy the writing. It's very poetic. The mom is actually a um, a poet and a writer, so she's very like, oh, oh okay. yes, enjoy my poetry, um, kind of vibe. So yeah, I really like that. That's, that's really cool. Also, because if anybody's listening to this and they're like, gosh, Rillian's really inspired me to read that book. You just go to your local thrift store, <laughs> go to your it. local used bookstore, a book sale. It will a thousand percent yeah. be there. Um, Value Village always has two copies. 1,000%. I'm also seeing that they made a movie of I it. I was just going to say, I think I might maybe watch the movie tonight. We'll see if I, because I, I just read it so quickly. It was like, whoa, now I'm ready. I've never seen the movie, but I, I'm really intrigued right. now. And also, one last thing I wanted to mention is that the audiobook was read by Oprah, mm. which was really cool. She did a great yeah. job. Like, she she really, like, oh, acted bet. the hell out of that audiobook. Like, she didn't just read it. She performed it. It was awesome. Oh, it was, I love that. Go Oprah, that's go. Actually a, 
that actually makes me want to read it even more. Right. Well, Libra? that was the reason I, because I was just like looking through the Libby app the other day, trying to like get prepared for my crafting that I need lots of audiobooks lined up. And that one actually was only six hours. I think it was abridged though, which I realized at the end of the audiobook when they were like, yeah, this was abridged. But I'm like, oh, okay. But yeah, so it was a pretty quick audiobook, which was one of the reasons oh. I wanted to read it. But then I saw it was read by Oprah and I was like, I have to listen to this now. So it all just kind of came together. Wow. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah, so that's surprising. <laughs> like, who knew I was going to read a book yesterday? You and I talked yesterday, and then between that time and now, I read a book. <laughs> that's so great. Pretty wild. That's so Pretty great. wild. And then, yes, to what the people really want to hear about those, uh, the book sale I went to. So quite funny, actually. I just went to this book sale on Saturday, which was mere days after I moved. Um, mm. And my mom and one of my friends that also helped me move and I, we were like, there's a book sale this weekend. Like, should we go? I know, like, you just helped me move 20 plus boxes mm -hmm. of books, but I think I might need to go get some more. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, let's do it. And so we drove all the way out to the book sale and I ended up finding a few cool books and some kind of random stuff. So I'll just zip through them because I got quite a few. Um, uh -oh. So I got some cat books, which is where I'm going to start. Oh, this one good. is my, I think this might be my favorite book that I found. It's called Fear Street Cat by R.L. Stein. Never knew Incredible. that this book existed. I loved R.L. Stein as a kid. I was actually looking for the Fear Street cheerleaders books at the sale, but they didn't have any. Um, and then mm. I ended up finding this book. So I'm glad that I was actually looking through it. But yeah, I have no idea what this is, but it's got a very cool cover, very, very dramatic. And then next up, I got A Street Cat Named Bob by James Bowen. And this is, I believe, about a man and a cat who are both homeless. <laughs> and it's just like about oh, them okay. and their lives. And I think that that's really, seems really interesting. There was also a sequel there that I didn't buy because I was like, do I need, do I need the sequel? I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. So anyways, that one is really cute. I've definitely heard of that one. That one's been recommended to me. And same with this next book. I probably would have never just bought so, this. Yeah. Just so everybody knows, the reason I'm laughing so much at that book is the cover. <laughs> The, the cat just looks so serious. Yeah, he's a very serious boy. You can see him on the back, too. He's just, he's on his owner's he shoulder, look, but he looks so serious all the time. serious. Yeah. He's a serious, fancy boy. <laughs> yeah, like, he's he's not he's not lighthearted. He's, he's uh, serious. No. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, but yeah, this next book, I can't remember. Somebody recommended it to me. And if it hadn't been for that, I wouldn't have bought it because it does look kind of weird. Um, but okay. it's called The Dalai Lama's Cat by David Mishi. Uh, it does so, look kind of strange. It does look kind of strange. <laughs> I don't know. But somebody, I swear to God, somebody recommended this book to me and like, it was like, you will probably like enjoy that re actually reading this book. So it's not just, it's not just for the collection. I do want to read that one day. It seems like a nice, like inspirational kind of like cozy heartwarming books so when i'm in the mood for right. that at least i know i've got that which is great then next up i got fight night by miriam taves um, oh my god yeah no kind way. of a, a random find but i went it and looks like it's in great condition it is it is like pristine beautiful nice um so as we all know i still haven't read any of her books but i saw this and was just so intrigued by it. It's her newest book. And I remember when you and I were at Chapters, like a couple of years ago when I was visiting you, we saw this and we were both like, yes. hmm, what is that? Should we buy it? And then yeah. um, we didn't, but I ended up finding a copy. Now. Do you own this <laughs> then, one? I can't remember if you ended up buying this one. No, not that one. Okay. What is it about? I am I curious know. about it though. Yeah, it's about a girl living in Toronto with her pregnant mother who is raising her while caring for her own elderly, frail, yet extraordinarily lively mother. And the mm. girl is expelled from school. So it's about like a relationship between grandma and this girl. Sounds great. Sounds great to me. So I got that guy. And then this was actually kind of fun. They had a box set of The Handmaid's Tale and The Testaments. And so I split up the box set because I don't like box sets, but they're like in beautiful condition. And yeah, they I, perfect. yeah, like I read The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I think it was in 2015. I actually listened to the audiobook and I was like, yeah, that was fine. And now it's been years and years. And I'm like, I feel like I should reread that and read the sequel because you, you like made me want to read the sequel when you read it a little while ago and talked about it. I was like, you know what? I think I want to read those and like read them back to back. So that just felt like a good, a good find. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know why I never owned that book. And then I found another copy of The Great Gatsby, which was fun. It's no not, way. it's not like a, 
crazy different kind of cover or anything, but it's just a cool copy. It's from 1986. Like it's just like a nice little kind of old copy. It's kind and of like the perfect copy. I know, you like know what I mean. A little banged up. It's actually like you know, it's the OG aged. Cover. Yeah, exactly. So I just I couldn't say no to that one. Oh, and then here's another one inspired by Ariel. I got uh -oh. The Innocence by Michael Crummy. Oh, cool. Ooh, a nice paperback edition of it. So this is another book that when you bought it and like explained what it was about, I was like, I need that book. That sounds so good. So it I've just been so waiting good. to find it basically. Um, I yeah. should have waited to get it in paperback, but that's a story for another time. I know, right? Because <laughs> you have it in hardcover and have you read it yet? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. That's where the regret comes in. <laughs> that's okay. We weren't doing a hardcover challenge this year, so. No worries. No, it's true. You don't have to it's worry true. about that. Then, next up, I got The Interestings by Meg Wolitzer. Wolitzer? They actually yes. had a few of her books there. and I've seen that book yeah, around. So have I. I've seen it many times, but I've never really picked it up or looked at it. Um, but then I read the first sentence on the back of the book, and I was like, I need this. Um, the summer that Nixon resigns, six teenagers at a summer camp for the arts become inseparable. And then it's about their, them, like, throughout the following decades of their lives. But I'm like, summer camp? I love summer camp. I hope that a lot of the book yeah. is about summer camp. Um, it might not be, but that's, that's like, what made me <laughs> want to pick up the book. Because I just, I love a good summer camp story. But, yeah, also, like, artsy kids. That's also very fun. Then the last book I got is Seven Years of Darkness by Yu Jong Jong. And this is mm. a, um, like, a mystery thriller written by a Korean author. I've seen another book by this author around. The Good Son is the their other book. Um, but yeah, this just, I mean, it sounds like a cool kind of um, d dark mystery thriller. It's about a young girl that's found dead. And um, you know, what follows after that? So <laughs> classic crime book. Classic yes. crime book. But I, I really like mysteries and thrillers and I find that's sort of like the fantasy thing where like I want to read them, but I just never do. And so yeah. I want to try and like get a few more in my repertoire so that I can read them when the when the fancy strikes me. Um but yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun haul. That really is I don't know how to say this. I, it's It really is a classic thrift haul where you're like, these are not flashy. A mm -hmm. couple of those were actually, yeah. but like, these are not flashy books. This is more just like somehow you're filling in some blanks on your shelves. Yeah, exactly. Like I wasn't specifically looking for any of these books. Yeah. That's like, that's what's kind of fun when you just like, yeah, you just find what you find. <laughs> were the deals good? Um, Yeah, all the books were $3. So if yeah, I had really if I had been able to wait one more day, they would have been only two dollars. But I wanted to go on Saturday. That's the trouble with these sales is like you want to go on the first day because that's when all the good stuff's going to be out most likely. But yep. the books are more expensive. But so it's like, do you wait? No, I don't know. Not me. <laughs> that's <laughs> tricky. That is, it is tricky. It's a tricky fine line. <laughs> All right. Well, it is time to shift into book news. So I have two little pieces of book news today. Nothing really came across my docket this week that it was like particularly mm. exciting, but there was two things I wanted to mention. Number one, I, I saw this news and it's not that I rolled my eyes, but I was just like, I almost felt like how hasn't that already happened? Oh, okay. The We Were Liars series adaptation oh. has been announced. <laughs> That's true. I I and feel like that was supposed like, to happen already. Of course. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. Yeah. It's so funny how successful that book has been. And obviously this is one of these situations where the internet, a mixture of YouTube, Instagram, and now TikTok have just kept this book alive. That's true. Like, it has not been allowed to rest. <laughs> Because it was published in 2013, wasn't it? Something uh, like that. Yeah, it's not new. May of 2014 is when it came out. And we're here almost a decade later, and it's still going strong. It's still one every year one of the best-selling YA books. And here now we're getting an adaptation of it. So it says 
this is in, it's also very interesting when you a book you've already read and you really know and you know especially a book this mm-hmm. big like we know a lot about it and then when you see like hollywood talk about it <laughs> you're like um because they're calling it a ya suspense thriller and i'm like i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess of. so yeah. sure um it's it says this is from deadline it says a serious adaptation of e lockhart's ya suspense thriller we were liars has landed at amazon for development so it's gonna be a show not a movie it's gonna be done by amazon um let's see julie peck and her uh company were where the vampire diaries co-creators based okay gotcha gotcha (laughs) option wow this is interesting she optioned the book back in 2014. Yeah, I believe that. As part of a trio of deals with E. Lockhart. Oh, <gasps> wow. So did she get three of her? That is bold. Right? I wonder what the other ones were. <laughs> fly on the wall. <laughs> Imagine if it was fly on the wall. I would lose my goddamn that would mind. Be insane as a TV show. Okay, so Julie Peck owns the rights to We Were Liars family of liars ah. two seasons baby and again again that other book that kind of came oh, out in the middle there yeah I but that's not that. related to those yeah. other books that's so funny good for her she good for julie i'm proud of julie julie got in while it wasn't as big and yeah. saw its value and mm-hmm. now she's gonna rake it in that's awesome <laughs> it says um e lockhart will executive produce Cool. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. It seems like she will actually be involved in the story. Um, I mean, in the in the planning and everything. So there you go. So that'll be fun. I'll definitely watch it. I think I will too. I didn't love that book back when it came out, but I'm like, I yeah. think I like the story. Like, I, I, I definitely am like a fan of the general, general vibe of it. So give it a watch. Yeah, I'm definitely interested in watching it because I think that that would be really cute. Um, the next thing that I saw was this little, it was... <laughs> It was a little article on the CBC talking about um, Lucy Maud Montgomery because Lucy Maud Montgomery's birthday was on November 30th. Oh. And so they published an article about, um, you know, kind of being like, it's her it's her birthday 148 years ago. Whoa. Which is very interesting to think about. And as a little celebration, they shared who some of her favorite books and authors were. Oh, cute. It's a fun article. I will link that in the show notes along with the adaptation news. But um, one of her favorite authors, like a book, like uh, an author she read a lot of was Agatha Christie. Oh, wow. And this is just one of those. I just was like, that's kind of just a fun fact. Like, I just think that's so interesting how, have you seen those posts that are like, these people were born at the same time. Mm. And I think one of them is like Anne Frank and Martin Luther King. They're like, and you're just like, you're like, "Uh." I didn't, like, you might not have made that connection. Yeah, sometimes you don't think, you you don't think about about that. (laughs) Yeah, you don't think about history, like, exactly linearly. It's Mm -hmm. just sort of like these different pockets of news that you know, information that you know. Yeah. Now I'm going to make sure that, that I'm, I'm right about that before I'm spreading misinformation. Let's see. <laughs> Anne Frank was born in 1929. Martin Luther King Jr. was born in 1929. There you go. Okay, sweet. Yeah. I, I guess why part of why that's so confusing is because, of, of course, Anne Frank didn't live to be I was older. just going to say you imagine so you her like she's her a kid. Child. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. That's wild. That's fascinating. Um, all right. And then the final thing I wanted to do is not really... It's not really news, but I think it's really fun. Ooh, okay. And basically, I just want to plug our survey again. <gasps> oh, yeah. Survey. Because our reading survey, this survey where we um, figure out reading statistics from our own listening community is available now. It's linked in the show notes here. Uh, you can you can see it here on the show notes of this episode. But I wanted to share a little sneak peek Mm. You know, a little sneak peek. And literally people have only had this for a day and it's going to be up for like two weeks overall. So who knows how these statistics will change as time goes. But for example, here's one stat. If you set a reading goal this year, did you accomplish it? So far, 70% of our audience says yes. They have hit that goal, which is, you know what? Something to aspire to. (laughs) Most definitely. 
68% of our audience says that the format they read the most are physical books. Only 17% audio, only 14% ebooks. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. We also have a really, a, f a bunch of really fun write-in questions. So people are like, you know, answering, like they have like just open text. Oh yeah. One of the things, <laughs> one of the things like you can just sort of be like, uh, suggest things maybe that you wish we were doing on the pod. And somebody says, more inter interstitial music. I love CJ's little tunes. Aww. And more TBR challenges just to hear that great ditty. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I, can, I so, can actually accept that challenge for sure. <laughs> this one goes out to, I don't know who it is because I think they're anonymous, but this goes out to this person. Let's play the TBR challenge tune. And when I told CJ that uh, somebody had requested the tune, <laughs> he laughed because he was like, remember what I originally sent to you <laughs> as the TBR <laughs> tune? So let's play that now. version that CJ sent me a while ago. I love it so that, much. Um, our, our listener didn't even know. I That's so funny. That <laughs> I, so I wish that that was our TBR challenge music. It's so intense. <laughs> it's, so intense. <laughs> it's true. That's pretty freaking hardcore. Yeah. Um, okay, here's another cut. This is a funny one. I, I added a question into the survey, Raylene, oh. asking people um, like how do they use our Instagram? Oh, like, nice. do they enjoy it? What yeah. do they like about it? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we had a lot of people who were like, I, I don't follow it because I don't use Instagram. Right. It's like, yeah, I mean, respect. That's okay. Yeah, fair <laughs> we're, we're not expecting you to start Instagram just to follow Hell our no. account. But I, we got this one comment while I was scrolling through the results that just made me cackle. It said, I deleted my Instagram account after reading 10 arguments for deleting your social media <laughs> accounts right now. Amazing. Oh, for a second, man. I thought you were going to say they, they got rid of their Instagram after seeing our Instagram. Like, <laughs> Bye. Out. Ouch. <laughs> I know. I was like, uh oh, um, I got scared. <laughs> and then the third comment I thought I'd highlight is I, I added another question um, that was basically like, do you have a bookish thought you want to share with us? Yeah. Well, maybe a prediction or maybe a trend you noticed or mm -hmm. a, a hack you wish people, just a bookish thought. Yeah. And this was a really interesting one. And I was like, I've got to share this. So they write, I live very rurally in England, but I luckily have a small library nearby. Due to the size of the library, they have extremely limited opening hours. Ooh. This could deter people from using the library for physical books because if you miss the opening day, you'd be charged late fees until the next one. Oh. However, what many people don't know is that libraries in the UK offer, and she puts this in quotes, extended hours. Oh. You contact your library, get a 30-minute tour of the facilities and instructions of their use, and then you're approved. Once you're approved for extended access, mm -hmm. your library card acts as a key card what? that grants you access to the library even when there is no librarian what? there. On I'm Earth? able... To go to the library to pick up books, browse the shelves, use the computer, or just have somewhere quiet to read anytime from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Oh. Just 30 minutes of your time and you have the whole library to yourself. And she says, a great hack and it has saved me hundreds of pounds. Oh my so goodness. she suggests UK people should also get their county's library app so they can order books on their phone and get a text when it's ready for pickup. So anyways... This person has truly hacked the library system. <laughs> and I was like, I read that. I was like, I need to spread the good word. Yeah, that that's is incredible. Word. That is incredible. And of course, who knows what counties in the UK do that? But surely it's not just her. So yeah. you listening might have a secret clubhouse you didn't even know oh, about. Oh, that's so cool. I'm so jealous of I that. I know. 
I know. It's phenomenally cool. I think it's so awesome. So I've been having a blast every day. And if I'm being honest, every few hours going and refreshing the results of our survey. And at the end of the year, we always do a big episode where we go through the results of the community mm-hmm. statistics. Um, so this was basically a fun teaser trailer. Yeah. If you want to go and fill it out, please do. You've got plenty of time. Got like another week or so. Um and it's fun. I mean, if you're like me and you enjoy statistics uh-huh. and data it. about reading, it's fun to go through and answer the questions. And I don't know. Yeah. I love a quiz. <laughs> All right. Our final thing today we wanted to do was to fit in a little recommendation. We haven't yes. done one of these in a while. And we do want to do them from time to time. We're just trying to not do, not feel pressured to do them all the time when we don't mm-hmm. have good books to recommend. Yeah. So we did get a fun one today. So this recommendation request came from Breck who asked us to spread some Christmas cheer. And we were like, well, we got to do this one now or never. Yeah. (laughs) So she writes, hello, ladies. It's the holiday season and I'm fully embracing it. Nice. By the way, this might have been from last Christmas. So Yeah, we've gotten so many recommendation requests. (laughs) It's really hard. Breck, I'm hoping that you're still embracing the holiday (laughs) season in 2022. Um, Breck writes, every year I read The Christmas Carol. But I got ahead of myself and already finished it this year. So I'm looking for another Christmassy read. It can be full-blown Christmas or simply Christmas adjacent, Mm. i.e. the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. I'm open to any and all genres as long as it feels Christmassy. Mm. So, Raylene, what did you pick? Well, I had to take to the interwebs because I don't read books about Christmas, apparently. Uh, the only yeah. one I've read is The Christmas Carol and they're my, and like Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Like, those are the two books that come to mind when I think, like, what does, does it contain Christmas? Um, right. So I, I just went to the internet and decided to go, like, full leaning into the Christmas Love book that. vibe. So the book that yes. I have found is The Christmas Bookshop by Jenny Colgan. And mm. I picked this because it seems very Christmassy, very bookish, yep. but also Jenny Colgan was quite popular at the bookstore I used to work at. Like she has okay. tons of books um, and they're all kind of like take place, you know, on the seaside in Europe or in bookshops. And so they're very cozy and lovely. So I thought this seemed like a fun a fun one. So I'll just read through the synopsis quickly here. Cool. When the department store she works in closes for good, Carmen has perilously little cash and few options. She doesn't want to move in with her perfect sister, Sophia, in Sophia's perfect house with her perfect children and her perfectly ordered <laughs> Edinburgh life. Frankly... I hate her too. I know. Doesn't she suck? <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, Sophia doesn't exactly want Carmen there either. Her sister has always been sarcastic and difficult, but Sophia has yet another baby on the way, a mother desperate to see her daughter's get along and a client who needs a retail assistant for his ailing bookshop so welcoming carmen might still have some benefits for everyone at sophia's behest carmen is thrown into the daily workings of old mr mccready's ancient bookshop on the streets of the old dark city can she use her design skills to revamp the store and bring it back to popularity in time to benefit from christmas shopping traffic can she choose between bad boy literary rock star blair and quiet quaker (laughs) student oak And will she heal the rift with the most important people of all, her family? Ugh. Doesn't it just sound like a Christmas movie? Like that. Yes. That's why I liked it. Because I've actually gotten into Christmas movies. This is kind of a fun fact. Um, Over the years, I have been very resistant to watching Christmas movies and listening to Christmas music. But for some reason, Mm. I'm into it this year. I am like, I'm I'm into it. I understand the appeal now. It just, it took me 28 years. Um, (laughs) But here I am. But thank God the next 28 will be full of Christmas So true, so true. I'm like legit so excited to watch Falling for Christmas. I'm going to talk about that on the movie tub. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm really excited to hear about that because I love Christmas movies. I love, as my brother CJ famously has coined the term, he's into atmospheric coordination. So oh. basically he's in charge of like setting the vibe of the house. Oh, I love that. You know, he's, he's very, very good at that, yeah. whether with music or with movies. Yeah. Um, and so for peak Christmas atmospheric coordination, we lean in. Christmas yeah. movies playing all the time. Um, and I love them. And I love the cheesy ones. I love the non-cheesy ones. Mm-hmm. I love them all. And... <laughs> I am so excited to see. I mean, you know how much I love um freaking what's that one called with Kirsten Stewart? 
Oh, <laughs> oh, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bad. It's not good. Happiest season. It's <laughs> even a terrible name. But Aubrey Plaza is in it. It's like, got it's a great like, cast, to be fair. It's such a good movie. Mackenzie Davis, Allison Brie. Dan such Levy. A good movie. Like, it's great. I unironically love that. I anyway. think I'm going to have to watch that long. again, actually. You're making me want to watch it again. It's so good. It's also kind of not good, but that's the point. I like you know, it when they're you're not just good. happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just happy. Um, okay. So that sounds really good. And it, you said you, you didn't buy it. You just have heard of it. Yeah. I just, I just heard of it. I knew of the author. So when I saw this title, I had to recommend it. Okay. I'm really glad that you went full Christmas because yeah. accidentally the three that I picked are sad. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, bring it on. I, I guess when I was thinking about it, I kind of just leaned into winter more yeah. than I lent into uh, uh, into Christmas specifically. The first one doesn't even fit. I'm doing a passing mention okay. of it. Almost imagine that I'm not mentioning All it, right. you guys. Um, My Year of Rest and Relaxation by <laughs> Otessa Moshbeg, uh, simply because she's hibernating. Okay, and I was like, I understand. you know what? In the winter, you kind of just want to hibernate mm -hmm. and like shut down. And this is a book about someone who's actually doing it. Yeah, so no, I was like, fine. tiny mention, tiny mention. Yeah. All right, this one I hyped up earlier on the pod. It's a good life if you don't oh. weaken by Seth. So I have not read this one. This oh. is a graphic novel I have had on my shelves for at least over five years because oh I bought it during my undergrad. God, I'm Jesus. As, as the years wash over me the shelves collect more dust um <laughs> so hey look i made it to page what did i make it to i don't remember i didn't even remember starting this thing uh -oh. i made it to page Start. like 25 mm -hmm. um but no i think i remember like flipping well what i remember was flipping through it and being really excited about it yeah. so i must have started it and been really excited about it um but basically I, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't remember what it's about. <laughs> I just really remember that it was um, very snowy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Set in the snow. I mean, look at the cover. Look at the back. Oh, wow. The main the really thing nice. also is just I, the freaking title of this book. Yeah. It's a good life if you don't weaken. I, I say that all the time. Oh. I don't even, like, I, I whenever I found this book, that suddenly got stuck in my head. Oh, I, I was that. like, it's a good life if you don't weaken. <laughs> it's like a mantra to live by. Yeah. But here's what's crazy, okay? I mentioned it, literally, this is so quite funny that it's happened. Um, I mentioned this to a friend of mine four days ago or something, because yeah. she said something, and I was like, well, you know, it's a good life if you don't weaken. <laughs> and she was like, oh yeah, like the Tragically Hip song? <gasps> I was like, what? Whoa. Full circle. <laughs> so it turns out that that is a lyric yeah. from a tragically hip song. Is the song, I think the song actually is called It's a Good Life If You Don't Weaken. Oh, cool. Wow. Which Canadian band, Canadian artist, I don't know what's going on. That's pretty sweet. Tragically hip. <laughs> Classic. Such a great band name, I've got to say. I love that name. Oh, uh, that's funny. Okay, so I, well, let's see. This book, wow, this book was published in 1993. What? Is, oh. I think it was uh, released over. Okay, well, here's what's interesting, though. <laughs> 1993 to 1996 is when this came out, so maybe it was, like, serialized. Oh, yeah. But the Tragically Hip album did not come out until 2002. So <gasps> hold on. Did they name it after the book? Whoa, 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 whoa. Or they just both had the same idea. You know, they both just happened to have that line come out Impossible. of their brains. Impossible. Mm, no. Impossible. Wait. What? Hold on, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm we're trying we're to going down a rabbit hole. Oh my God! We're on the Wikipedia page, under the section titled "Reception and Legacy." It says the Canadian rock band, <laughs> the Tragically Hip, titled a song after the book. What on its album in Violent Light released in 2002? That's cool. I'm really glad we got to the bottom of that because that's pretty exciting. That feels like a special um, moment in Canadian history. <laughs> I'm happy to know it now. <laughs> Me too. I love that. Because actually, that's really funny. Also, the fact that like my friend was like, oh, like the Tragically Hip yeah. song. I could have said, actually, no. <laughs> like the book. Because the yeah. book came first. That's wild. The final book I wanted to mention is another one I haven't 
read, um, but it's just one that I've heard of and I've heard really good things about mm. it. And it's really, really different from the other ones that I knew we were going to mention. And I was like, I'll just throw this one in the mix. So it's called Wintering by Catherine May. Have you heard of this one? Maybe. I'll have to look at it. It has a really, cover. really pretty cover, like just gorgeous. Um, the subtitle is The Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times. So hmm. I don't know if it's only for wintering, like for winter time, but I think basically it's the idea, because I heard, like I saw a really great review that was sort of talking about like, how to treat yourself when things are a little darker, mm. a little, you know, a little yeah. more grim. And obviously a lot of people suffer from seasonal depression or and seasonal affective disorder yeah. and stuff. And I was like, this book is about giving you like the tools to kind of navigate that. That's cool. Um, and apparently the audiobook is pretty good. Ooh. So I was like, you know, if you've heard of it, if you're into that, maybe that might be something that um, might interest you if you're looking for like, a nonfiction book about winter. Totally. There you go. That's a great recommendation. You know what? This was one of the best recommendation requests we've done in ages. And I think it's because we took a big break. Yeah. So <laughs> we were like actually able to recommend some some good books and stuff and not feel repetitive. Absolutely. Uh, I, go you us. know what, Raylene? You know how last time I joked about how this was going to, or that was going to be the best episode ever? <laughs> yeah. And it just was kind of a nothing episode. <laughs> I think this was actually a really fun episode. I had a great time. That's good. I'm glad to hear it. So, <laughs> makes it sound like maybe you didn't have a good time. No, What's no, happening? no. I did. I'm glad that you were <laughs> <Raylene>? happy. <laughs> I This was a nightmare. Talk so. to me. <laughs> I want to go. We have home. to communicate. <laughs> okay Hilarious. okay i'm feeling a little stressed out because work's been crazy today so maybe i brought a little bit of that energy in a good way i was a little jittery <laughs> um all right thanks so much to everyone for for listening one final thing i'll mention that kind of just happened all of a sudden um we've decided to put our the last we literally we have 17 left we have 17 of our little dust jacket pins yes. left we're putting those on 40 percent off so if you've wanted one of those, there's literally only 17 left. They're currently 40% off. So if you wanted to snatch it up in the little Christmas moment, go ahead and do that. Yeah. All right. We are now going to go record the Movie Tub, which is our Patreon mini podcast where we talk about the movies we've seen lately. Raylene's going to talk about Falling for Christmas, yeah. which I'm pretty damn jealous about. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about the Banshees of Insurance. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, we'll see if I can get that title right. Um, okay. We'll talk to you over there. Bye. No, we won't. Unless you're a patron. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>